Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Soma 2022 family meeting slash party. Give it up for our saxophonists. Let me pray for us real quick, uh, and then we will uh, kick off the next part of our night together. So, Lord, I just pray um, that as we spend time uh, just continuing to reflect on what you've done this year, um, I just pray that you'd be uh, bringing to mind um, just work you've done, healing you've done, restoration you've done. I pray that you would um, also allow us to see spaces that we're still looking for you to work in, and we, we can tonight be people who call out to you for hope for the future, too. Um, and yeah, and with the future, I pray that you would just be guiding our conversations and, and um, really giving us a vision for what you have for us in 2023. So we love you. To name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> so I have a little opening, and I am going to be asking people to share a little bit, some reflections on from the year. So just as a heads up, we did the collage. You're going to be actually sharing a bit more, have space to share a bit more. Um, but yeah, so how we're going to structure tonight is we're going to have a little bit of time of like review and hearing more about what happened this year from the church and the church leadership, and then we'll be transitioning into looking into next year. So to start off our, our time of review um, and looking back, I want to read Psalms 111. So if you do want to pull out your phone, I don't think we have it on the screen. So if you want to pull out your phone, um, if you want, or you can just listen, and it'll be Psalm 111. So our, our scripture says, praise the Lord. I will extol, extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds. His righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who hear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just, and all his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and all who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Amen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we start by reading this, this psalm and even just taking a moment for us to reflect on who our God is that, that has brought us here and who, who our God is that has made us and who we serve. Um, it is a God who is gracious and compassionate, a God who provides food for the needy, um, who makes a way for his people in Israel uh, to have, make a way to their promised land. Uh, he, he provides redemption for broken and messy people. He provides redemption for us. And I, I think, you know, why we started reading this psalm is because it also shows us that God has been making uh, rhythms in the people of his church for, for millennia that they would look back and remember what he has done. So that uh, they look back and they don't just keep trudging forward, but they pause and they reflect, what has God done in our community and our people uh, over a season of time? And let us praise him for that. Uh, let us take heart in that and let, a, let it influence how we then walk to the future. So um, this is something, the collage was a fun way to do that and a kickoff for that, but this is really something that God's people have been doing for millennia. Um, it's something that we're going to continue to do tonight. So, um, and this is alongside some of our other goals like we talked about. We're going to have the time for review and for praising God and thanking God for what he's done. And then we're going to, in that same heart, look forward to what we hope he's going to do in the future. So, I'd mentioned we're going to have a little bit of just time for sharing. So we'll have maybe 10 minutes or so where I'd love to have uh, people share. Uh, the, the, the prompt is, uh, how have you seen God work in your life, uh, in the church, um, in our community this past year? Um, and that's kind of like, what has he done? Uh, another side of that coin is, is, what is he yet to do that's unfinished? Maybe hard, maybe you're looking for him to still do uh, coming out of this year. So it can be can be either side of that coin, and, and we'll just have some time for people to, to share a bit more. So I can share, um, yeah, I can share something that, that uh, 
that God has been doing in, in, our, in our life, Allie and I's life. Um, I think one of the themes under the multiplication of our MC was a, a really big transition for Allie and I's life um, in retiring the tall house name, which people joked about a lot, but was actually really symbolic of the, our, our entire marriage. Uh, that was something that uh, started in a, a, pretty, a pretty great season right before we got married um, with amazing people, and it saw a lot of highs and lows. Um, and I think for me personally, uh, it just it grounded me back into, into uh, the fact that I am serving and walking with God uh, through every MC iteration in every church and, and, everything I, and everything we've done, that he provided so many sweet times and hard times through that season. Um, but then on the other side of multiplying, um, I'm still with him and I'm still walking with him, um, which was in some ways like a really great kind of recentering for me because it was like, it's easy uh, to, for me to like build my faith around different people or, or the church I'm involved in or the MC that's been such a pillar for me. And I think there's so much good in that, but also... Uh, it also revealed just like a further re- regrounding in, in God as the one I walk with. So that was like something really sweet um, that was probably like an undercurrent that we probably didn't talk about as much, but it was like a personal like, oh man, I didn't realize, yeah, part of my faith was and my hope and my joy in the church was around this thing. Now it's gone and it's changed. Uh, it's even sweeter because like God is still here and he's still working in our new MCs. So that was something for me. Yeah, God has been writing all of our stories and keeping some of us here for 11 years, some of us shorter, but he's been making like every year and, and so many moments so, so meaningful and like building up his church and building up each one of, each one of us uh, individually too, just like where you were from 21 to now, like you are a different person in him. So um, there's so many things like we could just spend the whole night sharing. Um, and so, sorry if I'm cutting any great memories off. You should still share them at your table <laughs> throughout the night. Um, I'm going to pray for us and help us continue on uh, with reflection um, and then and to looking forward. So, uh, yeah, God, I just thank you for the work you're doing um, in our church, across our body, across the city, um, across so many people's lives that like we don't even see 95% of the work you're doing in all of our lives within our church. Um, but I just praise you that you are good and that you are building your church and you are pursuing people. You are restoring uh, humanity. You're restoring us um, and making and giving us new life um, and all these beautiful flowers bursting up out of the ground in, in our lives that sometimes feel desolate. I thank you for that. And thank you for reminding us of that. I pray you keep doing that um, tonight. Amen. Cool. So um, next we're going to go into, yeah, just reviewing a little bit more, uh, slightly more tactical pieces of different things we've done as a church and as an organization and and ways that we've supported you all so, um, and supported each other. Um, And so I'm going to be kicking off looking back at some of our goals that we set out for last year as an elder team. Um, and then I'll be passing it on to other people like Sarah and Steffi and others to share about different ways that they've been serving and just the work that God's done this year. Cool. Um, cool. So last year we did have a good amount of goals and a good amount of mindset shifts and other things like that. If you remember from the packet last year, I'm not going to, just for time's sake, we're not going to go through every single one of those lines, but I did want to speak to some of the bigger priorities that we said last year. Oh man, if we as a church could grow in these areas, could invest in these areas, our time, our money, our resources, we think this would be really meaningful and what God's calling us to. Um, and one of those things was uh, building personal discipleship pathways and just creating space for people to grow in their walk with God individually. We see so many people come and go. We see so many people be a part of our church and the community is amazing. Amazing, but we want to help people build up their own personal walks with God that, that they will have for the rest of their lives. Um, and so we invested in that through things like mo- more church-wide studies like that Brad put together for Soma Praise, through Sent Together, through the Advent day-to-day studies. Uh, and so we saw, we saw just investing more and like building out those things. Um, and we're actually going to do more of that next year, which I'll talk about in a bit. 
Uh, we also talked about, if you remember, uh, forming a South Bay expression. Um, and so we had multiple vision nights there. We saw um, a lot of people show interest. We saw some people join our church through that. We saw leaders raised up in the South Bay, new leaders that started saying, yeah, I want to I be a part of being the church down here, uh, which was so amazing and so good. Uh, we also clearly saw that we weren't meant to start an expression this year, which is a good like sign from God to be like, okay, we are building momentum for the future and we still think we want to invest in that area of our city. Um, and, and we're going to continue to do that next year. Um, and, but, but yeah, but so we invested there. It was a big thing we talked about. We saw some good fruit. Um, and we also saw some direction to, to pause on actually starting expression. But still really amazing that us as a church started investing our time and our resources there. Um, another thing we talked about doing was we said we want to invest in our MC leaders and like connecting with them personally and, and supporting them. So uh, as an elder team, we decided to have one consistent coach for every uh, MC leader team throughout the whole year so that there could be not only coaching and support, but like a personal connection there. And I think we saw a lot of fruit in doing that and our MC leader team supported through a lot of great seasons and hard seasons. Um, we also as an elder team start, said, we're gonna, gonna uh, on a quarterly rotation, hang out with MC leaders without an agenda. Not, maybe not all of you knew this, but sometimes we were like hanging out and it was like, oh, I wanna hang out with so-and-so this quarter just to be, the, be with them and just to support them and just as an elder team, just be present with the people in our church. And so that was another way that we just said, man, we just wanna love our church, support our leaders. Um, yeah, and so we did that and we're gonna continue to do that. Uh, we're not stopping, so that's great. Um, a few other things, and then I will stop talking, and I'll pass it off to other people. But we did see 16 adults uh, join our church and kids, uh, more kids than that, but 16 adults join our church this last year, uh, which is really exciting. And around 90% of our church are in MCs or DNAs, which is such a huge part of how we get to experience the life that you all have just talked about. And so that's really encouraging for us, and we want to keep uh, growing, and we want to keep welcoming new people into our church and helping more and more people become healthier disciples. So um, the last two things that I'm just gonna say high level is that we talked about investing in uh, having someone lead a kids ministry and a youth ministry in our church. And we did make those hires. Uh, we've invested time hiring people, uh, invested money, uh, your, our money together, saying these are resources that we wanna pour into uh, a part of our city and a part of our church that we haven't as much before. And so I'm gonna not say anything else uh, and pass it over to, I think, Sarah first uh, to share what God has done uh, through Soma Kids this year. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, yeah, it's perfect timing. Here you go. This photo I feel like just sums up a lot of um, the kids ministry for 2022. Didn't realize it was going to make me cry. Um, yes, best. It started this year, which is crazy. Like we've always had something, but I think coming out of a location change and pandemic, it was really just like, let's put kids in a fence and keep them safe. <laughs> um, and I think this year through, and what I say is through like the committed teachers that really like did it. Um, we have like structure to the class. You can see the very like elementary preschool schedule of the day. Um, we have kids singing and doing motions to worship songs that happen every single month. And we have like right now, 22 really passionate teachers who show up every week on their rotation and who like want to be there. And the kids feel that and experience that. And it's super, super beautiful. And I can only see, like talk about the hands and feet of Jesus. Like when kids know that they are loved and that they are being pursued, that that the joy factor is very there. The Jesus factor is super there. And so I think that's been like the hugest praise. And it also is our prayer going into 2023 um, is just having really amazing committed teachers that have done awesome work for kids. And kids have been like, 
I like coming, and even my son, who's like an intense introvert, but like, really, not to put labels on kids already, but I kind of already know where he's leaning. Um, know your kids. <laughs> but um, he loves coming and loves his friends and always wants to know, like, who's going to be my teacher this week? And the other week was like, I really love Sloan's mom. And <laughs> just like that he loves the people in our church and body and that all the kids, like, really experience that. And, like, um, we were doing a lesson and um, Caleb, too, was like, we were doing dread versus anticipate. He's like, I dread the car ride up here, but I really like once we get here. <laughs> Honesty is truly. <laughs> um, but I, that would just be one amazing thing that I would say that's like the work of God's people being passionate and like loving the kids in our body and kids feel safe. Kids feel loved here and kids are experiencing the hands and feet of Jesus through the teachers and the structure of the class. There's singing, there's worship, there's songs, there's games. They have time to like connect and share with one another and like they're having fun. And just one example too of just like the Peterson family, those three kids, they've been coming very consistently and like the kids have such a great time. And the parents are just like, the kids love it here. And so we keep coming back, you know, and like that we've ex had more kids just experience and taste it and see. And we've had kids be baptized this year. But I think a prayer going into the next year is we're going to be having, as in LA, um, just some transitions. So we're going to be losing some of our amazing teachers this year. Um, and so there are some spots that will be filled. Our MCs have faithfully backfilled, but we're just praying for like passionate people that, um, and this is like a huge portion of our church. We have about 23 kids in our church from babies and we're going to get a lot more, a lot more boys too coming in. But this is a way to like that, I think a thing too is like my vision was always like it's not just my parents' church. This is my church and that kids feel welcome here and a safe place for them. And when we have teachers that enjoy being with them and make them feel loved, they feel like a super part of it. And I know that the kids do now. And so we want to continue that. One of my goals and prayers too is just like, I know we have structure and we have teachers and there's like gifts and programs and activities, but I think too, just really checking in on kids and it's hard. The spirit works when he works and changing kids' hearts, but just again, that as much as they can experience the love and grace and experiential love of the gospel is super my goal for kids. Like we're, they're safe, they're taken care of. We have teachers, but like, how much Jesus can we show them and can they experience? And we'll just let the Spirit do his work and pray over them. But um, if any of you, I may reach out to a few people, but we do need some teachers for 2023. We're going to say goodbye to some very amazing teachers in this next year and just also because of babies and maternity leaves in a sense. Um, so having people step up in that way would be so amazing because right now our kids are loving church and we want that to continue and not just that they love church, but that they love Jesus. And we can pray that the Spirit would do in a mighty, mighty work in their hearts and minds and souls. All right, that's me. So I think the last time I came up on stage and like gave an update was to tell you guys that I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and so now we're here in December. And so just seeing what the Lord has done is super cool and super encouraging for me. Um, and so just one story that I wanted to share. We have different rhythms for CORE. Um, you can read more about it in the packet, different things that we do. Um, but on the Sundays that we break out where we say, you know, the youth, you can go now. Um, we actually do something. We just don't go and eat snacks and drink Coke. Um, we go and we have a teaching that's a little bit more relevant to them and their lives and their, their walks. Um, and I remember that one of the Sundays that I got to teach, it was just super encouraging. It was the Sunday that we were going over Acts 14. 
um, where Paul, where they think that Paul is God and they start praising him. And the question to them was, you know, where do you guys see that you um, enjoy being praised or what are the times that you get looked at and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I like that feeling. And where they just started thinking about it and they just didn't give me like a generic Christian answer. They were actually thinking about their lives and they're like, you know what? When I do really good at a dance recital, that makes me feel really good and like I can see that I need to give like the Lord the praise or when I do really good in sports or, you know, make a goal um, that feels really good, but it, it goes away so fast, and I need to give the Lord praise. And to me, I was just like, holy cow, you know? Um, these kids are actually thinking about it, and they're actually giving answers to where they're seeing God in their lives. Um, and so I have to, like, hold back tears when they're answering. I'm like, that's so beautiful, yes, you know? Um, and so, yeah, this... I just wanted to share that no matter whether we're intentional or not, these kids are going to be molded. They're either going to be molded by the world or they're going to be molded by people who love Jesus and they hear the scripture. And so I'm just super grateful that our church has put a focus in this area because um, we get to, to preach and we get to care for them. Um, and so um, I just want to, yeah, praise the Lord for that because I, yeah, I was just a vessel really. Um, but the work is not done. We have, uh, we're, we're looking right now for a DNA leader for high school girls. Um, some of the older girls need a mentor. Um, and so we're just looking for someone who can dedicate one day a week um, to meet up with them. And we have a workbook that we're already going through. Um, so you'll be given that. Um, and so, yeah, just pray through that. Um, and another prayer for 2023 is that more kids would come and we would be able to split officially. We already have it set up to where we can have middle school and high school, but it would be great to have, you know, their own space to where they have their own energies because um, they're very different. And I think that they can feel it. Um, and so I'd be really grateful if we can just have a couple more um, students and boys. We have a lot of girls. Um, boys would be great. And so, yeah, if you guys would pray with me for that. That's it for me. Uh, so our Spotify wrapped, hashtag our Spotify wrapped for worship. Anybody guesses? Most played songs. Anybody? Any guesses? Most played songs. Graves in the Gardens. Yes. Nice. Who said that? Hey. Okay. What else? That's number seven times we played that. King of Kings. That's the number one. Nice. Neat. Any other guesses? King of My Heart. Come on. We have a lot of John Mark McMillan fanatics. And Rejoice. I was shocked. Rejoice. A thrill throwback. I was surprised. Okay. So uh, this year we focused on, I wanted to give like a, I don't think we ever talked about what we like try to do together as Katie Jordan and I, we like meet and we have like a focus. Um, so we, a couple things we have been trying to do, um, you be the judge, uh, not introduce a bunch of new songs <laughs> so that people could learn them over time. Um, and that's a, and do a couple things, like explain the new songs and then really have a focused, like intentional song list. So it's been pruned and reviewed and over and over so that there's really like, we're not just singing a bunch of words, we're like singing things we're trying to get our hearts to believe, um, which has been work um, and something we've been focused on. One observation we've had over this season has also been that we're quicker to lament than to be joyous. Um, and so about what God's doing, so starting to center some of our songs on the expressions of God's love and his joy as being also parts of a walk with Jesus, right? In addition to lament. Um, and practically being consistent and having normalcy and high musicianship through the pandemic and births and pregnancies and job and life changes and people, yeah, right? Uh, so it was just like literally to have a committed group who could like spend time with God, pray over and then be here together. Like that's been a goal, which I feel really great that we have four boys between us and um, about to welcome more, more kiddos in our worship group. And like, we've still been able to be here every Sunday. It's been a 
a gift. Um, also using Planning Center consistently. I don't know that people know about that. We have a system. We use it. It's magic. Um, it's on our phones. Uh, it's great. And overall having spiritual alignment um, amongst Katie, Jordan, and myself, and like praying together and being intentional and having a spiritual focus to playing music, not just like hitting instruments when we're up here. Uh, so that's what we've been trying to do. I guess you'd be the judge if we've been good at those things. In 2023, it's real practical. Uh, we want some more musicians and we need some guys. So that's our focus <laughs> for 2023. Like woman power, vocalists. Yes, 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 vocalists. Yes. To, to <laughs> well, we do classes. That's good. Haven't thought about it. I'll get back to you. Um, and just to highlight some of the things on the other side of the gatherings, like I'm not part of that, but it says it up here. So here are the couple things. We had six unique uh, sermon series, if you might remember. Any guesses? Anyone remember? Some of praise. Okay. What else? Parables. Nice. Elder, you should know. Um, what else? Advent. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay. Yes, yeah, the one on the plane, the one, that was good. Are you cheating? <laughs> Cheater, God will judge you. Uh, running against the wind, that was one, right? Okay, that was that one, got it. Okay, so there were several series, look at us, we're like paying attention. Uh, and so we had a lot, I mean, we have to say this out loud, like we had weeks of biblically grounded sermons that drew us closer to God. And we, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Um, I also wanted to add, like, we can publicly, like, come here without fear of imprisonment. Like, the Lord kind of brought that to my heart of, like, we have a global faith. There are people being persecuted for following God, and we get to walk in here and worship God freely. And so I think it's important to call that out. Two other practical things. Uh, we have an amazing setup team, newly established, game-changing. Woo-hoo! And our lead sound engineer, Jared Roddle, and he has now two team members, Nate Perry and Andrew Feistel. That's gatherings. Um, so yeah, this year, as it's been mentioned, 16 new people uh, have come to SOMA, just the adults, um, and there's kids that come along with that. Um, and it's been different because we're not all meeting in our own homes virtually. So the f intentional rhythms that we probably had before COVID dissipated and we in digested new ones and established them over COVID. So this year, um, the apostolic team uh, set out to create a process that better integrates new people when they come join. Um, it's really beautiful. And I'm going to share something that William, if you guys remember him when he was here, shared on a celebration Sunday that when you come on a Sunday and you're new, you kind of get this overwhelming flood of welcome from everyone. Um, and we all go up to new people and we ask them the same seven questions probably. Um, but sometimes that doesn't materialize to, okay, they feel connected or they're in an MC or they're, um, I don't know, wanting to stay because they have that connection point. So um, we set out to create a process that was both relational but also organized. Um, and <laughs> it's a hard balance. Um, but uh, so we kicked that off in the middle of the year and we're tweaking it as we go, as we learn um, how to make sure that people are, are all in the body participating in the process of welcoming people. People are getting connected to, into MCs and um, that, I forgot my third point already, but it's in the packet. Pregnancy brain for you. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes next year as more people come to the gathering and more people join our MCs and you're all a part of that. Um, so yeah, continue just showing God's hands and feet to new people and his love uh, to new people as they're coming in to the body. And that's all I've got. All right, the most exciting, exciting topic. After, after all that, they sent, they sent me up here last to talk about finances. So, uh, uh, so we've got numbers. Nobody probably cares that much about numbers. But what's most important here is that God has continued to be so faithful to, to our church. Um, um, 
that's a lot of money, right? I mean, two hundred thousand dollars through through ten months of the year. It's a uh, it's a testament to his faithfulness. Like like many of you have already said, like how how is this possible in L.A. where it's so hard to live, and in, in our church, which is really not that big, um, has this type of, of of financial resources that that God has gifted us. So it's really really beautiful. You know, we've made some decisions over the past year uh to to make sure our expenses were were in check and so that that's that's uh, proved out this year we're we're very much in the black um through the first 10 months of the year so happy to to see that um we have about active uh unique giving units of about 40 um which i, I think is also pretty pretty incredible a huge testament that our church is generous um and that god has changed our heart to be generous um Brad always tells me this is actually a really high percentage uh, as a church, so be encouraged by that. All right, uh, next chart. Um, just roughly, if people care, again, I can walk anybody through the details, but just to give everybody, you know, we, we spend most of our money on, on paying our, our staff, right? So Brad and, and Steffi and Sarah, right, that's where most of our resources go. Um, a big chunk then to to the rent of this location here and, and the expenses of putting on our gatherings and then ministry funds, things like our, our kids' ministry, children's ministry, men's and, and women's, uh, youth, etc. That's kind of ministry funds. And then again, we're giving our money away to Acts 29, uh, Soma National and, and some other causes there. And then again, I think we are pretty efficient as a church from an administration perspective. Uh, that's just some of the you know, fees to do uh, online giving, stuff like that. And so I will end with online giving. Um, that is the best way uh, to give. I know that we pay or that like active um, subscription is easy and you can kind of uh, click it and forget it, but we do pay like two to 3% uh, in fees on that. So if uh, you want and we would encourage that. You can give via Zelle. A lot of uh, people in our church have switched to doing that, and so you can just give through your financial institution, and we have a little um, package on how to do that, or you can always ask me. Uh, I don't think generally you can you can put it on a, a recurring thing, but uh, it does save us 2 to 3%, which again is... A, oh, there you go. Now you can. Shows what I know. So uh, that would be really great. You just need our, uh, the finance email address there. And again, we would save 2 to 3% um, on the whole, which is a lot of, a lot of money for, for a church of our size. Uh, so that's all I got. Um, and Brad and Jeff will come up now, and we'll move into... Uh, so looking forward, our vision. So a vision is like, what do you see, you know, ahead of you? Uh, our vision remains the same that it's always been. Uh, before a lot of us lived here, uh, this was our vision, that we would see our city saturated with the gospel, that every woman, man, and child in this city would have a daily encounter with Jesus. And what that means is that, like, as people go through their life in this city, where they work, where they play, where they do hobbies, where, where they pay their bills, everywhere they go and every environment they're in, they would encounter God's people who are brave, who are bold, who are gracious, who are winsome, who are explaining and demonstrating how much God loves them and the world and the power of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. Like that's, I mean, that's a big thing, right? That's a huge, incredible vision. Uh, it's a multi-generational vision. I think that's what was so appealing to me, you know, praying about moving here. That, oh, I could give myself to something that would be beyond my own life. Like, and that's that kind of vision, to see that the millions of people in this city would have that kind of encounter with Jesus uh, is something so beyond, like, the reality that we live in today. It's also kind of a, a marathon or relay vision of, like, people running the race faithfully, handing that baton of the gospel and the kingdom on to another person, and then another person and another person, uh, from one generation, one decade to the next, from one family moving here uh, to another family moving somewhere else into a new part of the world. Uh, from one year after year, from one generation of children to the next. Uh, my heart and my soul is totally here for that. Like, I'm like totally about it. 
that we would like, that I get to play a role and that I get to lead a church where each of you gets to play a role of being a link in that relay race uh, for, for generations. And some of you will be here for five years, seven years, 10 years, 20 years. Evie and Ian are committed to being old people here. God hasn't done that in my heart yet, but because I plan on, you know, cashing out at 70 and living somewhere without a lot of people. Yeah. But too many people are moving to Portugal. So anyway, I digress with my time. Anyway, that's our vision. Our vision for us as a church, too, is that we would become a church planting hub, meaning that this church, out of this room of human souls, we might plant and start new churches in other parts of the city uh, that don't have uh, a picture and a representation of the gospel already. Uh, we also want to be a church that, like, in that hub, I don't know if you, if you go to China or India or you have these fancy people called missiologists, which means they just study people who live life on mission. They don't actually do it. Anyway, that's a side note. But they study that. And what they will say is that, like, what they describe as these church-multiplying movements, honest to, like, the truth, is that that's, like, what we experience here, of, like, these communities that multiply, like, the tall house multiplying into two to make space for the gospel to reach more people is a church multiplication movement. That's pretty fantastic. It's the sort of things that fancy missiologists study. And we get to be part of it. We get to see it with our very own eyes. So that's our vision that over the next, uh, it was a 10-year vision. It's now eight years from now that we'd see that vision take hold. Uh, 2028, that's eight years. No, that's six years from now. My math is bad. Uh, Is that we would see multiple expressions. There's more information about that in the packet. Um, the things that we implemented last year that we talked about last year, we're not like, oh, sweet, let's move on from that. Like, Sarah was great for you helping us start Soma Kids. We're, we're done with kids now, you know? Uh, we're actually, we want to continue to strive for those things, continue to be an invitational church, missional church, church that grows, uh, improves, and builds, and all of those things. Uh, but to 2023 specifically, uh, that's, yeah, I've used all my time building to that point, but uh, last time check, because I'm in charge. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Los Angeles is pretty unique, and I, and I love it, uh, but it often feels like in this city, we're really kind of missing out on some of like what we were made for. Uh, I see, and I get to experience myself, people really striving with their work, that if they perform just a little bit better, if they get a few more people under them or a few more like hundreds of thousands of dollars in their bank account, then and only then would they be okay. Like a striving. Uh, They're my friends. They're sometimes me. Uh, I see people who are just really worried, like parents, like where will my kids go? What situation is the best? What school is the best? Like, are they eating the right sippy cup? You know, like, it's intense worry and fear. It's a city, too, where it's like everyone I know, uh, except for a few, handful few, are, like, content with the home that they have. And we're all just, oh, if we could just compete for better space, for a better spot, uh, and it's exhausting. A lot of people are hurried going from one place to the next. The amount of things they have to do doesn't fit within the constraints of like the space-time continuum. Uh, hurried, a lot of people bitter, angered by what's been done to them, what's been taken from them, what they don't have. Uh, but when I say that you know, we've been made for something and we're missing it, uh, we were created Like, as human beings, when God in eternity past started to fashion you and your personality and the type of hair that you would have and your eye color and all of those things, when he was fashioning you and all of humanity in in the the pre-existing moments, he made you, he made me for joy and for satisfaction in him and him alone. Like, that's what we were made for. 
Uh, in John 15, Jesus talks, uh, it's in the middle of his last dinner with his disciples. He's talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. He's trying to comfort them. He's telling them that they're going to have to love one another. Uh, the way to love one another is like no greater love than this, than someone who lays down their life for a friend, you know, like that. It's what they put on like billboards for veterans, but it's about Jesus, uh, not, not so much that. And then he comes to this part where he says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This word remain is really this kind of to rest and to sit and to be like connected and essentially to be satisfied. If you, like if you would be satisfied in me and I will be with you and you will be with me, you'll be fruitful, you'll lack nothing. It says, if you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and it withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into a fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. And he says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit and show yourselves to be my disciples. Uh, and then he says uh, this, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. That God has loved us, he, and the way that he's loving us, that we would remain in his love. And then he says, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you all of this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Now all of that is saying like this incredible moment where he says everything that I've told you, everything that I've done, all of these commands is so that your joy might be complete. You know, the whole reason for the gospel of, of John to be written and to be written about uh, the, the, was that our joy would be complete, that Jesus is speaking, his purpose, his commands, that we would love other people. What is the purpose of all of those things? What is the purpose of all of this faithfulness, all of this obedience? It comes down to just one simple thing, that your joy would be complete. And so this year, our strategy or our prayer that we want to fix ourselves on, uh, that we want to build every strategy that we come up with around, that we want to infuse everything that we do, uh, and what we want to preach about, like determines what we'll preach about, depending on how we care for our missional communities, how we build DNA groups, uh, how we disciple our kids. It all will come around this very simple aspiration uh, that we would become people who have a deep satisfaction and joy in Jesus. I think I was supposed to put that up there too. There it is. Uh, satisfaction, those are big words, satisfaction in Jesus, that he is more than enough for us. What does it mean to be satisfied? Does it mean to be like, ah, oh, you know what? What I have is okay, you know, and like try to trick ourselves mentally. Like that never works with my children when I'm like, just be satisfied with that one slice of pizza, you know? It's like, no, I'm still hungry. Uh, what satisfaction in Jesus means is that you couldn't fill anything else within you with anything else because Jesus is more than enough for you. Uh, joy in Jesus is that we have received more than enough from him. That what we've received from Jesus is more than we could ever ask for, imagine, like he's given us himself and it's more than we could ever uh, need. And whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, that's where joy comes from. And Chris did a great job yesterday talking about that. Uh, and often, so we think about these really big, glorious visions. Uh, we think about, uh, you know, JFK uh, standing there at the University of Houston talking about how uh, we're going to build uh, spaceships and put a man on the moon before that decade was over. Like, that was, like, amazing vision that he had for America. It's pretty wild. And what had to happen with that vision is that it required an integration of every resource across multiple branches of the U.S. government, across multiple militaries. It required every genius in America working together to not just figure out how to put people up there, but how to feed them, how to sustain life. It required every ounce of creativity, money, taxes, everything was leveraged to that one singular goal. Even people's uh, women and men's courage and like life themselves had to be put 
to that end. And we kind of like visions like that as Americans. I mean, that's like an American thing. We're like, yeah, where's our moonshot, you know? What's our generation received? Like, let's make more and more iterations of the same app. Like, it's pretty sad. So we want a bigger vision. But what I'm telling you, family, is the vision that we have, the prayer that we have for 2023 is that kind of vision. And I might be like, oh, joy and satisfaction. Isn't that just a couple sermons? And then we got it. Danielle picks a few better songs, and that's good. No, it, it will require every ounce of your creativity, our creativity, the collective work and muscle and energy and dedication like it took those engineers and astronauts to put someone like every day they were working on it. It will require that kind of commitment from us to, to, to choose joy instead of despair and to choose joy instead of just accelerated happiness. Like it will require every like kind of dedication that we could possibly give so that we might be satisfied instead of striving or, or, or feel like somebody's withheld from us. And so that's gonna come into everything that we do. How are we gonna do that? We're gonna behold Jesus Christ. Uh, we're going to learn how to put ourselves in the scriptures, not like put ourselves as characters like the cartoons where the kids jump into the book, but like that we would, would devour the scriptures and learn the words of God ourselves, that we would become people like the tree in Psalm 1, where we're firmly planted next to the living water that is the very words of Jesus. Like that's the only, that's the only pathway for us. Uh, the other thing that I just want to highlight around this verse uh, in chapter 15 of John is that he's talking about something that is given to us by his work and his love, that the that joy and satisfaction is a fruit of the gospel, meaning that it's not something that we attain by thinking better or working harder, but it's something that only comes from the power and the work of Jesus. And what we see happening through all of that uh, is that we're going to see our work transformed. I think every workplace in the city, even if it's virtual, needs joy and satisfaction. Uh, see families and our homes transformed, uh, see our inner lives transformed, where all sorts of things might go on around us. You know, what do we have right now? A triple pandemic or something they're talking about? And yet we might have joy and satisfaction. And see our city made new too. I mean, just imagine the hunger and the need that our city has to encounter some people that are not striving that are not trying to get more when other people and take from others or steal or feel all of those things, but instead be people that just have satisfaction and joy. Um, I have more to say, but I've used all of my time, I'm certain. Uh, one other thing I just want to say is from Romans 15. I said I would stop, but then I didn't. Uh, did I already push on that? I did. Uh, Romans 15, 13. That made the where Paul says, may the God of the hope of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that joy comes from him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. If I had to put a prayer for us, it'd be that prayer, stick it on a mug. And so my prayer, our prayer for leaders as a church is that we would all find ourselves in this room or, or some other room uh, a year from now and what we would all be able to testify is, oh, I have more joy than I had last time. I have more satisfaction in Christ than I did last time we were here. And so when Jeff, a year from now, asks that question, you know, and we're laughing about the past year, and we're like, what did God do in this past year? We would be able to know because the goal is just that simple and that clear. Did I grow in joy this last year? Did I become more satisfied in Christ? And that'll be it. And then we'll know. Did God answer uh, our prayers? Thanks, Brad. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the big theme that, that, uh, that we prayed over. Oh, you want me to step up this way? Okay. We'll be standing and you sit. <laughs> no, that's the big theme that, yeah, that we as elders prayed about and, and felt God leading us uh, in our church in this next year when we, when we retreated. 
And then, and then of course, we, we said, well, what are a few things we could do beyond the normal spaces in our church, like the gatherings and MCs, to actually help, uh, help all of us grow in that? Um, and so we just have three, three ways that we're going to infuse into uh, all rhythms of our church uh, to help just, yeah, grow in this more. And the first is, is uh, building more on personal discipleship pathways, what we already talked about. It was an amazing first year of exploring that. Um, and what we're actually doing uh, in January is launching kind of a more formal uh, template and, and, and space for each one of us individually to start to chart out and look at uh, look at our lives through our heart, through our, let me read it, through our heart health, our soul health, our physical health, and our mind health, and saying, what are the rhythms and, 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 uh, and spaces in my lives right now, um, and how am I being formed by the world, by the God, by the gospel, um, and then it's going to allow us, uh, hopefully in our DNAs, but probably individually too, to start to say, what new rhythms or practices should I infuse in those four areas uh, to be finding satisfaction in Jesus? So um, it's going to be something that we are also going to have. If you look in your, um, if you look in your packet, there's going to be a churchwide training on January 21st. Uh, it's a Saturday uh, where we'll be inviting everyone from the church to, to explore that together. Um, and that's really going to be the kickoff for our church. And our, our goal is that every single person in our church would start that journey this year. It's not something you do once and you say, cool, I'm set, but it's something that gets to be a living, breathing document, probably in our DNAs, but can be in other spaces too, where we're just kind of starting to reflect as a body um, and as individuals, more specifically, um, how is our life being formed and, and how can we be finding satisfaction and joy in Jesus more? So, um, so yeah, that's the first big, big thing we'll be doing. The second thing, uh, based on like what Brad was talking about being planted by, by the river, is really seeing our DNAs infused by the scriptures, right? It's so easy to uh, just pick a, a book off the shelf and say, okay, let's just go through this book, right? As, as leaders, we really desire this year that we would be infusing every DNA with the scriptures, and we will be providing... Um, questions or, and or guides off of the sermons every week, uh, which again are sermons, of course, are being preached out of the Bible. So we will uh, be providing that to help the DNA groups um, yeah, be more enriched and infused by, uh, by the scriptures. And, and thirdly, uh, and this one I, I, I can't say enough about, is a, a consistent presence on, on Sundays at our gatherings. Um, it is incredibly important uh, especially in this city where it can feel so easily that like God is absent, for us to come together and be reminded of the truth um, and realize that we're not alone in, in this walk with Jesus, right? We have each other. We are part of a body. And uh, again, that body metaphor is so important, right? When, um, you know, to, to not to, to poke at Jeff's knee, but like when Jeff's knee wasn't working, like it was extremely obvious. He had to walk with the cane. He couldn't do certain things. And it's the same for us as a church. When we're not all here, when we're not all bringing our gifts to bear, we are not who God made us to be. We are not fulfilling the fullness of, of what he has for us in this city. And so we really are desiring that for our church this year, that we would consistently prioritize and show up, not just physically, right, but come with our hearts and our minds spiritually ready to worship and engage and, and to praise the name of Jesus. Um, so we're, we're not going to walk through this, but again, y'all, you know, y'all have the packets, right? So we think it's really important as elders, as we talk about a few practical steps here, um, we have uh, two big resources. We've got time and money. So you, you, there's some stuff in there about budget. If you have questions about that, you can come talk uh, to us as elders in terms of how uh, we made those decisions. If you have questions about how we uh, transparently handle those things, you can talk to myself or Matt and Shannon Wu on the finance team about how we do that. But uh, also the calendar, right? So, you know, we talked a lot as elders and I think it's great, right? When you're, if you have kids and your kids go to school, you get a school calendar at the beginning of the year. You know, like, what's coming. And so as, as a church this year, we have a calendar and I think it's pretty great. So it's on the last page of your packet uh, and that's, I think, gonna help us also um, plan our time wisely this year. Uh, so three practical updates and then again, we're, we're done talking up here. 
So first thing is a, a building and a gathering space. So <clears throat> we are outgrowing uh, this space, plain and simple. If you have been here uh, on an Easter, uh, if you were here for the Christmas pageant, like it is obvious, like there, you can't shove that many more kids in these rooms. You can't shove that many more chairs in this space. And there's certainly no more parking. So there's just a reality to that. Um, and I think that's, again, a testament to, to, to what God is doing. Yeah, Brad gets here first, so he has no idea that parking is a problem. Um, but if you show up a few minutes late, parking is a problem. Um, but yes, so this coming year, we desire to build a team a handful of folks that would would investigate this uh, going forward. What could this look like for us as a church uh, going forward? Um, a few things that we have done some preliminary investigation on is that uh, we're going to need to increase our savings uh, as a church, and that was going to put us into a more opportunistic negotiation environment with uh, a landlord because what we would desire in the next space is for it to be a, a full-time space, something we could have 24-7. It wouldn't just be uh, a load in and load out on Sundays. And um, again, from the initial research, we think that's going to be about 8K uh, per month, right? So right now we're, it's 2K a month for this space for just, you know, eight hours on, on a weekend. And, and to do full-time, we think it'd be about... 8K a month. So again, we're looking to, to build a team, a handful of folks. So if, if this is something you're interested in, have some gifts in, uh, come talk to us. We are looking to build, yeah, that team to continue to investigate this, pray about this, and, and, and help walk through this. Cool. Um, one other uh, practical update, it's in the packet, uh, but we as a church have been, have really been uh, since the downfall of Facebook, which is probably not a bad thing, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, it, we've been missing. Okay, sorry, I derail us. Bring it back. Uh, we've been missing a centralized way to communicate about to communicate about things going on, to share about what we're doing as a church, to share about needs happening, to share where events when events are happening. If you miss one Sunday because you're gone and we announce something, you may you may hear it about it again. You may not. Um, and so we're wanting to create one place where we as a family can live more life together and can organize more easily. Um, and so we're doing that through an app called Church Center, which is a part of the planning center you know, vendor that we already use for all of, our, all of the back-end parts of our planning. There is a QR code in your packet where if you scan it with your phone, um, you can install it. Search for Soma Culver City will come up. Um, and it's going to be a place where we can share church-wide, uh, church-wide announcements, communications. You can see our church calendar so that personal formation planning uh, training is on there. If you just turn on, you, you can see, oh, yeah, it's on the 21st. Um, and it's also going to be a place when new people join, they can easily see all of our MCs. They can see the service groups that exist and how they can get plugged in and many more things. So it's going to be, oh, look at all these amazing pictures. I didn't even see that. I know, and I'm glad you did. It probably made it so much better. Anyways, uh, we'll talk more about that uh, in the new year. But if you want to get a jump start on that, you can do that. Um, also, MCs have been organizing a lot of their life in it, too. So, um, yes, that is that. All right, last thing, promise here. But it is important. Uh, so elder sabbaticals. So this is something that is super important to us, especially as Brad just talked so much about joy and satisfaction and beholding Jesus. So we, um, we have a handbook that talks about this. And uh, for lay elders like Jeff and myself, it's three months every three years of service. And so we, we share this because Jeff has faithfully served um, for almost three years. And so next year, he will be taking a, a three-month uh, sabbatical. And I think that's really important for you all to be able to understand that and plan and prepare uh, for that. And even more so, uh, for paid staff, it's, it's every seven years you, you have a four-month sabbatical. And so that is coming up for Brad in 2024. So not this coming year, but, but again, it is an important part of uh, what it means to lead this church is that we would take those times to find rest and joy and satisfaction in Jesus. So uh, just be aware of that. Uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah. All right. So we're going to do Q&A a little different. Uh, I've got these cards. Uh, and so you want to pass, you, everybody gets one card. 
And you're gonna write down kind of one thought or reflection you have. Do you mind for those? Uh, <clears throat> so you're gonna write one, you have a few minutes, just two minutes. I'll do timer, timer like Danielle did. To write down just a question or reflection that you have after hearing all of that. Uh, so yeah. So table number one, do you all have a question? The question, sorry, was, is there a plan for more elders or to develop more elders? Yeah. Our, our goal this year is to add another elder. And we want to add one more elder and two more members of the apostolic team this year. Qu table three has a question. Okay. So it's really open-handed. It'll be in an area that doesn't have much of grass, just to be super honest. Um, we don't plan on buying Pepperdine. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but we, we will want to uh, remain pretty close to this part of the city or a little further south. So even as you drive around, you see big places for lease. And where those places are is like this part of town uh, or south of Culver City where there's a bunch of other places like that. But I like that vision. We should put grass on the roof. Uh, does table two have a question? That's a great question, table table three. Do you guys have a question or comment or? Yeah. I love that. Yes. Uh, we can make a plan. <laughs> we can make a plan for that. Well, I do think there's two things. We haven't talked uh, with as much direct one, like one level uh, separation connection. Like each, some of us are specifically doing that. So that's something we can talk about if there's other ways that we want people in our church to feel more connected to that. Uh, so no, but there's opportunity. And uh, we do support a lot of churches around the globe, um, not just with our financial giving to the Soma family, which we do uh, as a part of being a part of the Soma family, but also we do uh, free, we have agreed to have Brad support Soma Global and supporting new churches starting all around the globe. So we supported Brad going to Australia for two weeks or something like that to see more churches planted and started and, and flourishing there. So, and, and Trip and Jess, sorry, yes. Uh, you, you, and we've also sent uh, a lot of missionaries and people to Denmark to support that in the past. And so it's looked different in different seasons. So we've done some of that. Can we do more? Yeah, we could do more. And like, if you're interested in that or passionate about that, we can talk about that. So great question. Yes. Uh, I, I, I do. Yeah, I think we'll talk about that a lot. Yeah. I think that even, uh, I think it was really beautiful that tonight in our collage, was a lot of people, you know, highlighted that people moved away. And I think that I would love for us as a church to, like, celebrate the, the, the like, time that people invest in the city um, as not some, like, small, like, inconsequential thing of, like, well, they gave up or they, like, wimped out or something. So, I mean, it's the thing I'm passionate about, like, that, that people would, like, faithfully live here. And then I'll, yeah, I think we should ask people to stay two years longer than they plan to, <laughs> whatever that is. And I've done that. Or stay forever, you know. I also think long-term... Um, we really, and I'm really encouraged by like, like adding people to our church, even our missional communities and the friends and the, the development that we're having like relationally is with people from here and that live here, uh, that have roots here. Like my, you know, most of our friends who aren't Christian, like their grandparents live here and their parents live here and they know where they can visit their great grandparents tomb. And I think that we long-term uh, need to welcome the transients, but also uh, become a church of people who plan on being buried here next to their parents. Yeah. Um, so both. Yeah. Be buried. Be buried. But you don't have to be buried here to be like, a, a a, to be a faithful member. Yeah. It's both, you know. You got it. Thanks. The Apostle Paul was in Thessalonica for three weeks, and no one's like, what a wimp. It's like, they were like, I'm so glad he came for three weeks, you know. Uh, that's a really wonderful thing. The longest he was anywhere was because he was in prison. So, don't recommend. Table five, do y'all have a question? 
Uh, I mean, sure, I can. I mean, so so one thing would be simply the ability to be more of a blessing to the city, right? We could have a, a place that MCs could gather, that more mission could take place. I mean, like Brad said, very open-handed about it. I mean, it could be a it could be a tutoring center. It could be a place for the youth group to meet. It could be. Um, a place, yeah, we could rent out and do parties and serve the city that way, right? I, it's just like, it's literally an infinite possibilities. It also just practically can save time uh, of the setup team and it can save, um, you know, just resources and, and time from that perspective. That's just easier to, to come and, and, and do our gatherings and, and things like that. So I think there's a myriad of, of, of benefits, most of which we probably wouldn't even know until we found the space that God wants us to be in. And, and I think he will then show us, hey, this is how you're supposed to steward and use this space, not only for the benefit of this church, but to be on mission and, and to see uh, the city blessed through it. <laughs> Take Table six, any questions, last but not least? That's a great question. Uh, so the way we'd like to multiply the church is, even in South Bay, is a great example, that as they multiply communities multiple times over, and then we see uh, a leadership core, not just missional community leaders, but people who could lead in like the apostolic team and elder team level, they would gather them together to like begin worshiping. And so like from the missional community seed, multiplying, multiplying uh, into a new, new congregation. That's the, that's the nutshell version, but I could talk a lot more about it. Um, yeah, that's a great question. And uh, yeah, the packets are long, but you can read through them. You can ask us uh, any other uh, questions. You can meet up with uh, anybody who shared would be really fun.